Hey, welcome to the Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. Whether it's celebrating a little win from the last week to discussing something more long term, what happens in the Sample Cupboard stays in the Sample Cupboard. Nothing leaves these four walls. So grab a drink, get comfy and close the door behind you as we prepare to sample life's ups and downs in all their glory. Welcome to the sample cover, babe. We're finally here. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good, yeah, I'm well, thank you. It feels really good to be here, you know. Really I know. Good. I'm so excited. It's definitely been a long time in the making. It has probably been about three years, you know. <laughs> I think it has. I think it has. Definitely. I think that brings us nicely on to like what we wanted to kind of direct this conversation at in the podcast. And that was a bit of a reflection of where we're at currently given everything that's going on in the world um and where we thought we'd be because I think everyone is literally like what the fuck am I doing with my life currently mm. like you can have yeah. the clearest career goals um clearest goals or any sort of benchmark in your life and everything has kind of been turned upside down um and no one is really sure how to navigate life or what to do so that was another reason for kind of starting this. And we wanted to bring together everybody along our je- our personal journeys of figuring out what the fuck we're doing with our lives, basically. <laughs> Especially Literally. Yeah, 100%. And I think another thing about what's going on right now, I don't want to dwell on it too much because that's not what we're here for. But I think going through what we were going through has really brought us together and mm-hmm. made us all realise that, you know, we we had all these dreams and aspirations but we have to be adaptable and that we're all going through a shared experience yeah. so coming together to talk about it and share what's going on um is is only going to be a good thing and we think it's really important to create that safe space so talking about where we are right now then do you kind of want to lead a little bit about where you're at right now where you thought you might be at this point so when we were in sixth form or when we were living in London a couple of years back did you think you'd be where you are now no and I I've actually said that for the last sort of few jobs that I've had um so just a little quick rundown I've always been very I've been really lucky I've always known probably since the age of about 12 13 that I wanted to be a fashion buyer um, and wanted to go into the industry so from the age of 16 like started out in retail um working for some department stores working my way up and then when I moved to London I ended up working in head office and and like kind of um organically growing in that sense obviously helped my, by my degree um then moved out of London ended up working uh, or living in the Midlands like we said before and then ended up working for Selfridges. I'd applied for loads of jobs coming out of uni. Uh, basically, when I'd graduated and was trying to find work, um, I was just temping in loads of different places, you know, working as receptionist. And then I got a call saying, oh, I've got this really interesting job. It's for this at Selfridges. And I was like, if somebody had told me, like, five years ago, I was going to end up working at Selfridges when I graduate, this is kind of never the path I would have taken to get there. Um Anyway, so I, I worked there and then sadly got made redundant at the start of the pandemic. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm back on the like ladder trying to find another job. 
I've only just secured this after like not really working for six months in a proper career. I've just thrown my whole degree away. Obviously, I was just being massively hard on myself. And I think it, it is just looking back, everyone it was in a similar situation. So yeah, after finding out I was about to lose my job, I was actually just applying for literally everything and anything. Like panicking. And I applied for this job and I remember seeing it on the job website and it said like label maker. I was like label maker, like literally making labels and sticking them on. I don't think I've even told you this story, have I? This is the first time I'm hearing it. I was applying for that many jobs. I wasn't really paying attention. And then I got this call yeah. like 10 minutes later. And um, I was like, hello. They're like, hello, you've applied for the job of label maker. We want you to start tomorrow. It's actually what? a COVID test centre. And I was like, uh. at this point, this was in like April when it was just becoming a thing. Like three weeks prior to this, I was still in a full-time job at Selfridges, walking around a shopping centre with my friend, picking out outfits to go to Coachella. You know, like I like driving. And then suddenly this COVID thing comes and at this point I had no real idea what it was. I was petrified of it. Um, So anyway, I thought I need the cash. Like I just can't not be working. So I turned up the next day um and it looked like a zombie apocalypse site like I was so I was like what is going on I imagine people in hazmat suits were about to pop out and swab me but that was the thing though wasn't it at that time nobody really knew what was going on I know to be honest it was absolutely crazy um but saying that I am really grateful that I had the opportunity to go straight into another role and that I was able to help people it definitely opened my eyes to the amazing work that the NHS do. So what was the label making actually consisting of? Just for, just out of interest, I'm really intrigued by that. <laughs> Is it the kind of punch, punch, and out comes a label sort of thing? No, so like, I don't know if anyone's ever had a COVID test. Um, hopefully you haven't had to go through that, but um, it's just on the, on the test, they have barcodes to identify you because it's all anonymous and it's all done through scanning code. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And they have a barcode on the like on various things of your personal tests yeah. there's a team that basically makes up those tests by hand every day not okay. per se making the labels but sticking them onto the sticking them, yeah 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 keeping things organized keeping things running smoothly yeah so in a nutshell that is kind of what has happened in the last year or so 18 months we've been graduated for um mm. and in oh. the last week I've just got a new job working in marketing and e-commerce which is really exciting yay congratulations no more car park testing site life for me now I have to say though like I feel in a much more positive place now like it was I think I had a bit of a a wobble before even Covid happened so I almost got that out of the way just with panicking about where I was at in life and and what I was doing I wasn't enjoying my job my role within Selfridges Selfridges the company wasn't an issue it was the current the role that I was doing at the time mm-hmm. um, yeah because that wasn't a it was a buying sort of role but it wasn't clothing buying was it no so it, the formal title was a data analyst so I was basically like analyzing within their procurement team um procurement mm. for anyone who doesn't know is basically like buying anything that's not resold to the customer so it's things like your heating, lighting within a shop, um, the flags on the building of a shop, the big yellow Selfridges bags, um, kind of everything behind the scenes that you wouldn't normally think mm. about. So what do you think? Obviously, you've had 
quite a, a varied experience since graduating um and you said that that's not necessarily where you said you would have been mm. um what do you think that that experience has taught you in the last 18 months I think massively that I I always set my goals really high um and then I felt I think my bit I said about a bit of a wobble last year I was quite down about things and I think partly I was just being so hard on myself and and this whole thing has taught me to just give yourself a bit of a break like yes it's great to be ambitious and to set goals but also some things are out of your control and there's only so much you can do you can keep getting up and keep trying to 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 do your best that's that's all you can do um Mm. and know that you can't control absolutely everything just let it be don't waste energy on those situations you can't control because you will just have sleepless nights and beat yourself up yeah totally and I think that's really important especially as you know career driven people like you know you and me have always worked we've always been able to do what we not necessarily love but we've always been able to keep ourselves afloat and that's a really amazing position to be in like Mm. you know we're really grateful for that but also the kind of the things that come with that are constantly feeling like you've got to be busy yeah um so I think that's definitely something that's really important and that you're failing if you're not busy and and you and I always say this Mm. we've both obviously we'll we'll speak about in in more detail what your side of this has been over the last sort of 18 months but I think conversations with both of us have have been we've really learned to enjoy the quiet times and actually give ourselves a bit of a break we've always had quite a hectic life living in the city I think people will be able to relate to that as well so now when that's sort of stripped back and everything before that we were doing has been taken away we've got a lot more downtime um Mm -hmm. and a lot more time to overthink and like I was saying to some of my friends saying like we had a duvet day like back when lockdown wasn't a thing and I remember saying like I haven't had one of these for years like I just feel guilty when I spend time doing things that is kind of on paper unproductive yeah that guilt around being unproductive I feel is so so common at the moment amongst Mm. you know the whole of the working generation really um especially especially kind of you know our generation the generation above us I feel like that conversation around guilt if you're not doing something and always having to be busy and this idea of like glamorizing overworking culture Um, people are talking about that a lot more right now and I think one of the real positives or silver linings however you however you feel comfortable phrasing it to come out of this is that people are realizing that the downtime is necessary Mm. and that taking that time to look after yourself and have a duvet day you know close your laptop and go for a walk at lunchtime and you know shutting down at five o'clock rather than staying up and doing your work in bed until like you go to sleep literally until 10 p.m I think everybody's learning that and I think that's really important to talk about and to continue the conversation on Um, I definitely can relate to that So what would you say your intentions are then? Let's talk about some intentions then for where you're at, where you're going. Let's 
pave the way metaphorically for where we're at. So let's start with this week then. What would you, what are you setting for yourself this week? I, I try not to set New Year's resolutions because I feel like there's so much pressure around it. But as a whole for the year, and I'm just trying to work on this, on improving it on a weekly basis, is, is working on like preserving my energy and putting it into things that are really worthwhile and just giving myself more energy in general. So whether that is trying to have more like effective sleep rather than sleeping for like yeah. eight hours and kind of mm-hmm. being in and out, have, I don't know, six hours, but be try and wind down a few hours before bed, don't go on my phone. Um, yeah, like focusing on the quality. Yeah, the quality. Than necessarily getting lots of it. So that's this week then. What yeah. about the year? That's a difficult one. This, I think you can split it out into different things. So I've got like personal goals and like work goals, money goals. There's so many different sort of of things within it. And I think we'll probably talk about that. We'll be yeah. able to talk about those in more depth in, in other episodes. Definitely. I think the main sure. thing is to not be as hard on myself. Um, obviously, I've got like specific goals and and milestones I want to hit for things but like sometimes things are just out of our control yeah literally learning how to like sit with those feelings and kind of trust that everything will work itself out and five years from now (gasps) what are your intentions we're going for the big guns here we're going where where do you kind of see yourself what are you hopeful for what are you managing manifesting based on what we have kind of learned from this whole experience and we are still learning yeah I think I'm kind of hoping to be so obviously we'll talk about this category by category when we go through more specific episodes of the podcast like finances mortgage and rent all that stuff I can't even speak about it we're going to attempt to talk about it we're going to give it a go yeah obviously we'll make it fun and not confusing and boring I got asked this really recently recently in an interview and they said the same question and I was just like you know what I used to answer this question and be so specific and say in five years time I want to run my own seven figure business I want to have a family I want to be married I honestly now just all I want is happiness to to be content and actually happy in your in myself to be content where I'm working because I could be earning all the money in the world but absolutely hate my job and I want to be surrounded by a really close network of people that that are like my family I think those are mm. the main things and build myself a successful life but measured in different ways of success than typically yes completely completely I think you've really hit the nail on the head there about this feeling of happiness being the successor and whereas previously we'd probably have put more material things like yeah. the bank balance or the house or the car or the shoes that we're wearing not to say that you can't celebrate those things because absolutely like celebrate everything that you have and whatever you're striving for like that's up to you where mm-hmm. you where you place your value we're realizing that what really matters is is your own happiness and and your own safety in, in yourself and what you're doing in your own your I'm gonna say it drop the j-bomb journey journey <laughs> Okay, so let's turn the table on you, Johnny. Where have you been? Where have you been? Fuck's sake. 
You've been at home. Yeah, where have you been? What have you been? Everyone's been at home, babe. Everybody's been in lockdown. So not where have you been? What have you been doing with your last 18 months? Gosh, trawling back through the mems. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I graduated at the same time. I think I graduated just a little bit after you. From the day I graduated, I knew that I had a job lined up at um, a company based in the Midlands, fashion company based in the Midlands, um, doing menswear design for them for a year. And um, I kind of went straight into that after finishing uni. I think I had about two or three weeks as a sort of cool down. That was my summer. And then I went straight into the design job. I was really grateful to have landed a job Mm. that was direct to what I was studying yeah um, and knowing that I had it lined up and confirmed as soon as I finished uni like that was um, an amazing feeling that I will never have, I'll never take for granted well anybody that's kind of been through uni experience had to make the first step on the frantic scrambling that you feel in the last sort of five or six months of uni when you're coming up for your final collection you're doing your dissertation you're thinking about graduation and everyone's trying to find a job so to know that I was kind of out of that frenzy felt amazing. Looking back in retrospect, that's a feeling that I, like I say, will never take for granted and that I'll always hold close and be proud of that I achieved. Um, so I was there for a year and I loved it for, for lots of different reasons. It was also a very challenging time as well. I think um, having interned um, before for a year during my degree I kind of went into the role I think maybe slightly complacent um not completely but I think I kind of had preconceptions of what I thought it was going to be like Mm. and um, Mm. they're both very different companies so the company that I worked for when I graduated was Next and I interned at ASOS so both huge companies but very different target markets very different customers yeah completely you know different office fives coming from a very student-centric expressive environment to an office environment Mm. in the Midlands was very different and I come I come up against a lot of challenges during that time Mm. Um, so I think I learned a lot about myself in how I manage myself in certain situations how I express myself in a professional sense I think I was really lucky when I was interning that I could really be myself but actually I think as well you were working for a very young current um head of the market almost brand yeah and you went to working for somewhere so ASOS I would imagine I don't know it's kind of like wants to hear all the ideas and then you go to somewhere like next who's like you need to kind of take a step back you don't know our customer you're not our customer I think you hit the nail on the head there um I think ASOS was like an idea a minute like anything when we really had that luxury and again something I'll never take for granted I think having my first experience in that environment was absolutely incredible but at the same time it set me up for that and that was kind of all I knew and I think I was a bit naive you know as you are when you're young and I mean we're still young but I don't ever want to sort of talk about myself as if I've seen the world and done everything absolutely not and I think that's why we're doing this podcast is to share our experiences thus far continue to learn continue to grow admit when we've had a completely skewed view of something talk about things and, and just discuss like how we're learning from everything and also I think as well as 
finding adjusting from university life to working life I think I found moving from uni back home very challenging as well because I moved back in with my parents I was really fortunate to be able to do it, it helped me a lot I'd gone from a really busy creative student life to essentially a nine to five living um, back at home where I didn't really have a lot of friends around um, and I also was kind of adjusting to this monotonous way of life. Also, um, I don't know if you found, but like, I think this is another comparison factor of this point in our lives. Like we both have moved back from cities to being back home. Um, and the people that are back home have, have been doing their thing while we've been away at uni. So quite a lot of, of friends are in a different stage of life to us they've got kids they've got families they've got a house a mortgage and we're kind of sat here comparing ourselves as much as I hate to sort of say it there are connotations about being 23 24 living with mum yeah. like you know there's, there's very negative connotations which I I hate because I think if you're lucky enough to be able to do that then that's amazing and you should totally celebrate that. But I, I don't think it comes without its challenges. I definitely um, think that could, it could be a good talking point. Like, let us know if you're interested. We could speak in more detail. Yeah, yeah, totally. Eating, buying, living at home, like where we're kind of currently at in that sort of point in life. If you want us to talk about that yeah. in more detail, then we definitely will. Absolutely. I think it was just that whole adjustment period. And I didn't yeah. I didn't think it would affect me as much as it really did, because I'm sort of like I think of myself as a really outgoing person, yeah. um, really like change. I quite thrive on change. But this hit me like a ton. Of I fucking hate change. Out. I thought I liked it, but I definitely <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's maybe where we balance each other out. But honestly, I felt I don't know. It was just it was just a big adjustment period. And it's taught me so much. And I, I think going back to what you said earlier about really enjoying the downtime, mm. um, that's probably one of the main things that I've learned throughout this. Because initially I was like going out every weekend. I had the best summer, like celebrating after graduation and finishing with my final hand-ins. Um, I was busy all the time, like always surrounded by friends. And then that literally came to a grinding halt. And I don't think I'd ever been alone with my thoughts for that longer period. I think you and, and I that, both. And we're both like, oh my fucking God. That, yeah, literally, that is a really shitting, scary thing to be alone with your thoughts. Pushing, pushing through that experience um, and learning to be okay with being on my own and learning how to, I don't know, just be chilled and be quiet and be relaxed and enjoy that downtime. I think that's one of the main takeaways for me about this. Um, Definitely. Also, it goes without saying I think gratitude like I've really learned to appreciate what I have and that happiness isn't necessarily in like how much money I've got in my bank or whether I've got the latest you know tech it's about where you can go to feel safe and having that network around you of people who are going to support you and lift you up what's nice about this is that we can share those experiences and, and remind ourselves on a weekly basis yeah. when we come into the cupboard of, of you know how lucky we are and even though we might not think we've come that far in the last 18 months that really we have even in just these experiences in learning how to enjoy the downtime and learning to be grateful and practicing gratitude daily
Okay, so finishing it next in August, what are you doing currently? Where are you at um, sort of from that point? Yeah, so my contract with Next finished in August and uh, I've been unemployed since then. So that's been another big challenge for me um, mm. and definitely something that I never thought I'd be saying yeah. even you know a year ago. Um, and while you know it's been a great time to learn a lot of things, it has really been challenging. Um, and again, like I was saying about the, the kind of negative connotations that are banded around so freely about living with parents and going back home after uni, I think the same applies. Well, it did apply yeah. to being on job seekers allowance and you know being on benefits. There's a really real big stigma around that. Yeah. Um, but I think now because everybody is in that position, well, not everybody, but now because there are a lot of people who are experiencing unemployment, who are struggling to find a job, who have been made redundant from a job that they've potentially had for like 10, 20 years. You know, you hear yeah. these stories of people who've been working for yeah, the same really. company since they were like 16, 17, and now they're redundant. They don't have a job anymore because the pandemic's ruined that. So, um, yeah, I think people are realising that actually not being employed isn't such a bad thing and it like you said you touched on this it's out of everybody's hands I don't yeah. think it's out of choice that people are wanting to not work but it's because the the opportunities just aren't there right now finding a job is tough and trying to search for the jobs week in week out is tough especially when there's literally nothing out there for you and you've got all of these new graduates plus all of these people who've been working in industry for X amount of years who are now redundant looking for jobs. Yeah. The market was saturated already cool. and now it's more saturated than it ever has been before. And now we've got this kind of like, we've had this break in the chain where a new set of graduates has graduated a year on from a set of graduates who graduated just before, well, just as the really? pandemic yeah started yeah just before it started who were all looking for the same jobs and it it just feels it feels like there's a lot to contend with right now and without going into like too much detail because I think it would be really good to do a, a podcast and we will talk about this more in detail on the topic of work and finding jobs and things um but I think it's really important to share those experiences with you know not having a job or maybe not being in the job that you want to be in um, and realizing that there is more to life actually like having this time off and obviously being very lucky to be back at home um, yeah. during this time not taking that for a, granted it's a very brave thing to speak about and like you said there is so many connotations around it um it's a frightening time as well to be mm. in that position during this time but like you said so many people are in the position yeah definitely and I want to make sure that you know you can talk about it and that it's okay to talk about because yeah when we were talking about discussing this on the podcast I think I was really unsure as to whether to even mention it because it is such a sensitive subject and a lot of people are going through it right now and handling it differently and um I would never want to come at it from a, from a point of view that makes me sound like I'm complaining or I'm ungrateful for what I have yeah. and that my situation is the worst thing ever. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't want to not talk about it and I don't want to ignore it because I know there's a lot of people who are also experiencing similar things. And ultimately, 
my main intention for this podcast is to create that safe space where we can talk about things candidly and openly and without a filter and without worrying about um causing offense or upsetting people because yeah I think if you avoid a topic you risk you risk also making people feel isolated and 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 feeling like they don't have anybody to experiences with I think it's such a valid point and and it's the unfiltered conversations that we really want to bring to the table in the South absolutely Um, absolutely I think it's really easy for people to get offended and even like when we were talking about what to discuss on the first episode me saying about getting a new job I felt a bit um kind of apprehensive about saying because I'm really aware of not just Johnny's situation but everyone's situation right now but but it, I think it's good that we've got we're at real we're at the same point in our life almost but we've got really different situations in this current moment but you know there's also been loads of positives that have come out of having all this time and one of those is I've actually gotten really into cooking at the moment oh, um, I, I love cooking I'm so glad you said that honestly I I liked it and I got into it at uni like I think when you go to uni and you if you, or if you you know if you've ever lived in shared accommodation mm-hmm. you learn things that you you never thought you would about like cooking and eating like I think when you you grow up and whatever food is on the table um you just learn to to kind of know that that's normal and then you see other people cooking some things and you're like whoa like from that point really I think I've just been really interested in it and I've never really had that much time because I think like we spoke about we're so busy getting in from work at whatever time taking basic lunches with us to work and having the same breakfast every day in the car I've got a couple of books for Christmas and for my birthday actually massive shout out to Jessie Ware and Lenny Ware at Table Manners Table Manners is one of the reasons why I think we started this podcast yeah 100%. Um, we just love we love everything about it and the table manners book has honestly been such a godsend through lockdown like I've tried mm. so many of the recipes personal favorite is the Marbella chicken it's talked mm. about all over the shop on the podcast and I do it with corn because I'm a veggie I'm really sorry Lenny being able to have that luxury of time to sit down and go yeah we'll just try this tonight so I think our cooking has massively stepped up because all we used to cook right like, when we lived in London we'd we'd go around to each other's and we'd have like a little dinner and wine evening um you would do a chicken Caesar salad with corn yeah and yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. do chicken fajitas which I'd normally get too drunk at the start and you'd have to actually cook. <laughs> um you'd have to have a tequila while you were getting ready obviously <laughs> and then fajitas is a time rich dish so you know yeah. that's two or three tequilas down the line well when we can finally actually hang out again together Imagine the little dinner parties we're going to have. Something I know, sitting around the table with friends and just celebrating. Let's talk about other things that lockdown's taught you. I've really, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this, whether they find it a chore or not. I've really loved walking. Mm. I didn't really do it before. Um, like, I kind of, I used to walk to school and I would normally always, like, walk from my house because you have to get to school on a night out but yeah like so I've always been able to walk I'm not like I'm not the sort of person that would just drive anywhere I've I've always enjoyed a walk but it's always like you say being to a destination very rarely would I just go out for a walk yeah Um, and I probably would have thought like are you mad you know why do you just want to go for a walk like what are you doing because I think it ties in with that whole being busy idea like 
how on earth do you feel like you've got the luxury to go to be able to go for a walk like it's quite nice actually going somewhere with no end goal it's really helped me to get comfortable with that and actually really love it like just going for a walk and being you know outside getting some fresh air even if it's just like around the block and back being able to take those deep breaths with yourself whether you're listening to podcast whether you've got some music on whether you're just listening to the sound of everything around you having that kind of like time to decompress it's been really great and I never would have done that prior to this I don't know I'll I'll be going for walks in the future now just to get out and go for a walk I'm kind of at the point of lockdown where I'm a bit sick of walks I'm not gonna lie but Mm. I do agree with like being outdoors and kind of just having that time for yourself yeah like it's it's allowing yourself that time Mm. and treating yourself to that half an hour to that hour of just being with yourself and being in a quiet setting and Mm. having a bit of time to just think and process everything because we weren't really doing that before we were just meetings after meetings after seeing friends after you know chatting keeping in touch with people busy going from one place to the next and we weren't actually sitting down to let everything process and sink in we were kind of living this life on the surface not just us but I think a lot of people before before the Pandora came and opened her box and unleashed the beast so yeah falling back in love with walking and also sewing being a being a design student that was literally my life at uni and anybody that studied fashion design anybody that studied textiles will know that the studio is a place that you love to hate yeah it's obviously where you create your final collection and it's where the magic happens it's really creative space it's like a hive of of all sorts of amazing things but it was so pressured and sewing under that much pressure having to create things that are critiqued to within an inch of their life Mm. under in almost impossible time pressure for a degree that you have studied for potentially three or four years for yeah um it really it really scarred me for a little bit actually and this time at the moment it's allowed me to sort of sit back and just take little projects here and there like I started making face masks for friends and family and then that kind of grew and more people started wanting them and I ended up sending batch loads to some of the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening around the UK you know it's amazing to be sort of contacted about that and amazing to help in that way gradually I've been able to really tap back into the reasons why I love fashion I love designing and working with fabrics and getting on my little old machine and just doing little little squares for friends and fam has really helped me to do that so I'm really glad because I think anybody that has studied fashion will be able to relate and I know people even who are 18 months out of the course like some of my friends are no longer working in fashion they're retraining or they're doing something different because it was such a tough experience and I know you relate to that as well like fashion Mm. is notorious for being completely ruthless and we are going to talk about this as well in another episode we're going to go into some nitty-gritty details I think it's really important to mention as well that um you know we are so lucky and grateful and we've been blessed with really be able to study what we love and to commit to to a career that that we're passionate about um but there's I think anybody that's really passionate about something who has turned to it as a career 
anybody that started a business, anybody that started mm-hmm. a side hustle, um, anybody that has, you know, wanted to pursue a passion as a means of earning money, yeah, um, will be able to relate to the this the kind of idea that when you do something that you love too much, it can become a chore. Yeah, and definitely. it is a bit of a shame when you lose that passion. But I think that passion never really does go away. You've just got to like reframe it. So same question that you asked me. Um, what are your? Let's start with week. What are your intentions going forward for the next week? Um, reframing the question back to me is actually is quite a hard one. It's um, a hard question. I think, yeah, I think we're so focused on thinking ahead to like years and years in the future but actually setting goals for just the week is is really is a really nice way of kind of ticking things off and feeling like you've accomplished something um this week I wanted to start the podcast I wanted to get this up and running and no, I feel like my shit. <laughs> no 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 babes but we've been literally speaking about this for I'd say three years I think we started to discuss this when we were living in London together we actually did and I didn't really listen to podcasts on the same scale that I do now I was just getting into them it was Mm. around that time like on my commute and everybody was it was really coming up wasn't it and I think that being in the industries that we work people were listening to them a lot it was like this new thing that people were finding out about so yeah, we I think at that point we realized that we can talk for fucking England <laughs> we've always got something to say we've always got an opinion and we're not afraid to clash on our opinions about something but actually we very rarely do clash yeah I think we're quite diplomatic if we don't agree with each other yeah yeah we're very British for example, we're very British. the artwork for this podcast that was a long distance oh. oh gosh yes up into the early hours of the morning yeah I think that we finally started it's a massive achievement for us to have hit mm. the first few months of the year um, the, you know the reasons why we're starting it which we'll, we'll talk about just to kind of round up this conversation I think yeah um, are really uh, are the things that we are passionate about and things that we want to continue not just for the you know for this next year but for years to come hopefully so yeah starting the podcast is my kind of is is, is my intention for this week yeah amazing that's a very good answer now I do feel like mine's nothing in comparison anyway <laughs> um I'm gonna ask you the same about the same question but for the year I mean it's really difficult isn't it to know what the next year is going to look like I don't think this time last year we would have said that we'd be here right now um and I think being retrospective as well as being quite a scary thing it's also quite an exciting thing Mm. um but for this year I really want to start ticking more things off of my own little bucket list because I think everybody has a little bucket list in their head whether they know it as a bucket list or not um, did I say I have a bucket list? Um, so I've always had like lots of little goals and and things that I want to do and passions that I want to pursue, but always ended up putting them on the back burner and not prioritising them because I've either been working or um, I've just put other things first. And I think ultimately this this time has taught me to look after myself and to put myself first more and be comfortable in doing that. So yeah little side projects and achieving those things like my little sustainable side hustle that will hopefully be coming out in a 
few weeks time which I'm really excited to share with you guys and then a final question and as you asked me what are your intentions but for the next five years where do you see yourself going back to what you were saying earlier I think my five years when I when I look forward from five years from now they are so different to even just a year ago yeah like I think we keep saying this but it's so true and uh, everyone's learning and realizing this is that what we prioritized and what we'd put at the front of our to-do list and what we kind of prioritized is not the same as what it is now Mm. and it we're valuing things differently um I would from a kind of career perspective I would love to be um working in a full-time job um I would love to be living independently as well at that point yeah just sort of continuing to to learn and, and to grow and to keep putting myself first there's so much that we've learned that we can apply to the next sort of five years to five years ago now we were like not even 20 mm. like how, Mad, isn't it? yeah how different our lives were we definitely need to share a, a throwback photo of us five years ago versus us today at reading how old were we when we went to reading festival together about 17 <laughs> even in just looking back from five years in terms of a fashion perspective do you remember um, the dress I wore yes I do <laughs> I remember I'd seen a blogger called Samantha Maria um wear it and I was like this is amazing I've got to wear it um and it was just like a black little um racer mini bodycon dress <laughs> with green marijuana <laughs> and then I was walking around this festival so naive not aware of what everyone was shouting at me oh I don't even we were really living our best lives we, we really were but do you know what I mean it's like the amount that you grow in that length of time and like we're still growing do you know what I mean yeah. like people will look at us and go you're still so fucking young and we are and we are really like, we aware really are. we're just trying to navigate our way through this period in life and kind of talk mm-hmm. about it document it because we know that that others are feeling the same and if we can help with kind of our ways we've done it not how not to do it or if anyone can give us advice on how to do it you know that's kind of what we want this space for So to kind of to finish off then, to round up um, and almost pave the way for what's going to go on inside the sample cupboard during the next weeks, months, dare we say years. And what are your kind of hopes, aspirations, intentions for the sample cupboard? What do you want to bring uh, and what are you hoping to get out of it? So I definitely want to bring more of a community spirit to it obviously it is just primarily you and I we want to get people involved we want to make it interactive um we want to get guests on we want exciting content that people are gonna take things away from and and learn things that that's ultimately I want out of this what I look for in another podcast I look to things to learn to kind of escape um so I want to be able to do that for our listeners um and I think if we can teach people things, we're going to learn a lot of things through it as well. And we've got some really exciting people that we want to get on, some really interesting topics that we want to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really, really excited for, for working on this. So w- what about you? What do you think? What are your sort of goals for the podcast? 
yeah similar to you really I think creating this safe space for people I think the the sample cupboard for me it will be all about sharing our experiences it will be about oversharing you know it's all about being able to get stuff off your chest talk about things candidly and create a little community that can just talk about anything and everything where nothing is off limits and everybody feels safe to to contribute to the discussion thank you so much for tuning in today yes well done if you made it till the end we've really enjoyed having you along for the ride if you enjoyed it make sure you tell your friends and we are at the sample cupboard on instagram for all your social media needs we're looking forward to chatting with you next week thank you to alex at Runda music for sorting us out with all the tracks on the podcast we'll put all of his details down below in the show notes so you can go check them out